here we are we are i'm in my basement anthony is in his kitchen dining area it appears yes. i don't know i've never <laughs> been in that apartment by, before my uh, podcasting nook <laughs> uh, yes. that is set up right behind our uh dining room table so yeah we'll we'll say we'll say dining area okay but yeah right. the kitchen is also right there so boom all right so we are in our proper places <laughs> it's friday night that means we are going to record another episode of reliving the lights a friday night lights rewatch podcast my name is josh kuypers my name is anthony hookman and we're going to be your your host your guide to episode 306 it ain't easy being jd mccoy right. uh anthony it's it's been a while how, how have yeah. you been what's been going on yeah, I've uh, been good. It's been, yeah, several weeks since we've recorded we, this whole uh, people getting vaccinated and life returning to normal <laughs> thing is really putting a cramp on our recording <laughs> schedule. Yeah, um, go figure. There's other stuff for us to do out in the world <laughs> than sit in our basement or whatever. Um, but no, things uh, have been good. I um, Two weeks ago, my or three weeks ago, my really good friend Marshall graduated uh, from SDSU, so I went up and uh, back to the old stomping grounds. Oh and, yeah, and the glory uh, days. Yeah, relived the glory days, uh, and it was a it was a really good time. It was just good to be like doing stuff with my old college friends, and like it just yeah. felt like the old days. Uh, nice. And then that same weekend, SDSU uh, advanced to the national championships yes. in football. So my drunk ass uh, <laughs> bought a plane ticket to Dallas, went to the, the Friday night lights motherland. Yeah. No kidding. And, and noted, noted college sports fan, Anthony, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just had to go to the national yeah, game. Um, my only caveat with my hatred of college sports is that I do care about my alma mater. Like sure. if I didn't go to SCCU, like here's the thing, we'll get straight into it. Uh, <laughs> like NDSU, North Dakota State University has won Ooh. a few national championships over the last you know decade or so. Mm-hmm. And like, I know people that have like absolutely no connection to NDSU outside of like, they lived in North Dakota for a while. <laughs> like, and yeah. it's like that to me, that's weird. It's like everybody in the sound of Fargo, whether or not they went to NDSU are like obsessed with NDSU. And it's just so weird to me. Like if <laughs> yeah. I just lived in South Dakota and I didn't go to SDSU, I wouldn't care. But uh-huh. you know, my alma mater makes the national championship. Like, Figured I got to go and yeah went. Uh, I I will say Dallas is I've and so Dallas is this is the first time I've been to Texas. Yeah, so I haven't been in the, any of the other major cities or rural areas of Texas. Mm-hmm. Dallas feels like more than any other major city that I've ever been to in my life. Uh-huh. Felt like South Dakota. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it. Okay. Felt like big South Dakota. Like if, yeah. if, if South Dakota had like a full on metro area, like <laughs> okay. more, like more than like even Minneapolis, it felt like South Dakota. Huh. Like it was very, it was big, like I barely left. Yeah. yeah. Um, can, can you explain the, the similar vibes or it was just a feeling? I, I it just a feel like it, it. I think just like the personalities of the people and you know, like there just wasn't much of a, like, I don't want to say this in like a mean way because I really love other major cities a lot more than Dallas. Sorry, Dallas. Uh, but like, there wasn't like a 
you know, like a, a bullshit hipster vibe, I guess that I was yeah, around sure. at all. Uh-huh. Um, it just felt like, it just felt like, like South Dakota, like, and even though like the landscape was similar aside from like the sure. ridiculous, uh, highway system there with no Metro, like public transportation, public which change, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was very, um, I, 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 as you know, I met up with Miles Kuyper, friend of the show, friend of the show, big friend of the show, big friend of the show. And we talked about like, cause he lived in Chicago for a while and we went out and visited him yeah. while he was in Chicago. And oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I told him, I was like, it's so weird to me that like Dallas is obviously by population, a much smaller city than Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dallas is like the fifth or sixth biggest Metro in the United States. And Chicago is the third. Um, yeah. But it feels so much like, bigger in terms of square mileage sure yeah dallas feels bigger yeah yeah okay and he miles told me he was like it is it's definitely like way more spread out like chicago mm-hmm. is way more condensed yeah um and yeah dallas is just huge and he was telling me that like there's sections of like the suburbs of dallas that like people you know have been grandfathered in for like 200 or not probably not 200 years but like 100 150 years uh-huh. that like so he's like so you'll just be driving through like metro dallas and then you look over and there's like a huge like cattle field <laughs> oh, <for real? laughs> just like in the middle of the city uh which is pretty crazy i didn't get to see that firsthand but yeah yeah, yeah. pretty pretty crazy but yeah sdsu unfortunately lost another reason for me to hate college sports um but i did i did uh I will say a half a check off of my bucket list, which is that I, I watched a football game in Texas. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, something to be said for that. Yeah. What were the, other than obviously football in Texas, what were the like biggest Friday night lights connections that you, that you experienced? Um, I don't know that there were that many uh, connections that I experienced, to be honest with you. You drank a Lone uh, Star beer, didn't you? I did, yes. I did, I did I drink feel a, like a couple of Lone Riggins. Stars. Yeah, I feel like we've seen well, Riggins put back. Or nope. I don't think he has, just because I think since he's playing an underage character, I think that oh, the beer companies typically like wouldn't allow. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's probably based on Lone Star. But yeah, that was uh-huh. definitely like one of the Texas things that I was like, I need to do. Because uh-huh. it's weird. Like you can't get Lone Star everywhere. I would have expected you to get Lone yeah. Star like anywhere you could went. Um, the first bar that we went to had it, but they only had it on tap. Um, we went to like a Mexican restaurant and they didn't have it. Um, mm-hmm. This ridiculous bar that we went to that I texted you about. It's called Tight Ends. Um, <laughs> yes. That is uh, oh in gosh. the vein of in the vein of Hooters, but instead of being focused on. Uh, <laughs> on the top the, half on the top half it's <laughs> focused on the bottom half which i didn't even know that they made places like that anymore um but i'll tell you what about tight ends they were really they like basically branded themselves as an sdsu bar so oh. like the night that we were there it was like so we went there at like 4 30 in the afternoon hearing that like oh yeah apparently this is where the sdsu party is by like 10 p.m by the time not quite it was a little bit after Miles got there, but Angie's brother came down uh-huh. and he met up with us and he had a 45 minute wait to get into the bar. <laughs> oh, geez. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, it was pretty, it definitely in these post COVID times felt a little bit strange, but then I apparently got close enough to the Mexican border 
to get uh, Montezuma's revenge. Oh no! Because yeah, that uh, following couple of days after returning, I actually missed a couple of days of work because I was I was running like a hundred and three fever and uh, all liquid coming out of there. <laughs> it was all Lone Star. I literally like didn't sleep one night because I had to get up to go to the bathroom like every two hours. It was terrible. Yikes. I wonder if it was even just being out amongst that many people, although, you know, that your body normally be fine with it, but (laughs) it's been a year. So, yeah, I don't know what. um, And I did. uh, I went and saw my doctor, Dr. Ben Myrink. Oh, yes. uh, friend of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't know, um, him, but he's a friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, like he said that like he had seen a couple of like gastrointestinal issues over the previous couple of days." Um, so mm-hmm. he's like, "It probably was just a travel bug or whatever." Sure. So, but yeah, yeah, it was a miserable uh, overall four days. But like, there was two that were really, really rough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey man, congrats on on the bucket list experience Thank of football you. in Texas. That's Thank that's you. that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Felt appropriate. Also, it rained during the game, so we had ourselves a bit of a mud bowl. Oh yes, nice. <laughs> it was actually a lightning delay. Uh, so, and yeah, it was a pretty. Uh, you know, I got down there and kind of forgot. Well, hadn't been to bars in so long. And then you go to a professional sports stadium and they're selling beer and you kind of forget how expensive it gets. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) once it's going down, it's going down. You know, we tailgated, of course, for, you know, two, three hours, Mm -hmm. ran into one of my buddies down there. So like tailgating them by that time, you know, you get into the stadium and they're selling beer and you're like, let's (laughs) go. So (laughs) it was, yeah. Uh, bit of a mud bowl uh, any cows watching on or did the coach come out with a blanket and- <laughs> none of that luckily uh but good deal i kind of expected that to be the halftime show but no such luck <laughs> well hopefully that uh kind of wet your whistle for our next texas experience yes. that that we're gonna take one of these days here now that yeah, the world's kind of opening back up, we can make that a reality. Yes. So, yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, that that's those are going to be some special podcasts that we put out when we yes. go down there. That'll be good. Yes. Uh, also, I think it was this episode. Maybe I think pretty sure it was this episode. Maybe the next, but we're we're gonna have to take the Tim Riggins tour of of Dylan. Oh yes, that he gives JD yes, that I think is the next episode. Yes, <laughs> I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have to find that. But <laughs> yes, it is this episode. I got some real. I got some quotes written down. <laughs> I, I'm already planning on just pulling it up. We just gotta. I feel like we just gotta put the audio in there, watch it together. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. But uh, I am on my first day officially, officially, officially of summer, which yes. is great. I work at an academic institution, so therefore I have June and July off which is wonderful. So, uh, you know, Memorial Day on Monday. So uh, that, that, that puts me fully in my first day of summer today. So I actually took some paid time off that I had to use today. And uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say it, man, because uh, I didn't call you. But I watched one of these episodes probably less than a block from your house today. What the hell? I was at Severance Brewing. Uh, yeah. It's Which, very close to where I live. I figured it was in that area, but uh, <laughs> I had to run to Sioux Falls to get some paint 
uh, for our camper renovation that we're doing. And if my Snapchat map is telling the truth that you were also in town like two days ago. That was for a work thing. <clears throat> okay. You can see my location on Snapchat. I sure can. Or I, I thought could I that dis- day anyway. I thought I disabled that. Maybe <laughs> I maybe I let you see where I'm at, but I think yeah. for the vast majority of people I just I mean I was busy, so I would have I would have put you on blast normally, but Well that was the thing, is that by the time Yeah, uh, I can I can see, yeah. By the time I uh, had some free time. It got to Sioux Falls and had some free time. It was like after lunch and stuff. So I was like, eh, he's probably working. But, um, and also it was kind of my post like, oh, frick, I'm finally done with work. I need right. to get out of my own house so I can have a little <laughs> bit of time to myself. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I literally sat in a brewery and <laughs> watched one of these episodes, drank, drank good beer, watch one of these episodes so it was a good day i feel literally five times lighter than i did a week ago so all right so that's good um but yeah it was great to watch some friday night lights again it'll be good to talk about it here yes uh before we get into it i gotta know what you're drinking yeah well i have i haven't had a a drop to drink since my trip to texas uh (laughs) i really had was trying to give my 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 gi tract a a bit of a break but i do have (laughs) A uh, Lining Kugel Summer Shandy here oh, wrapped classic. in a raised corner koozie. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. Summer Shandy. That is... It's Good summer. Beer. It's summer, man. Yep. And there's... Yeah, there's nothing nothing wrong with it. That's We haven't, uh, haven't started... Uh, uh, planting season has begun here in South Dakota, but I haven't got my mint plant in yet. So no <laughs> mojitos, mojitos yet, but... Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's right. I forgot that you... Uh, moonlight as a farmer during the, <laughs> the spring and summer i do i don't like to talk about it. i try to keep humble but yep we actually have the goose island version of the summer shandy mm. it's no line and kugel summer summer shandy they try i don't know i don't know what they do with like i don't know if it's the beer i don't know if it's the lemonade i don't know if it's the ratio that they I, use yeah but like every other lemonade beer i've ever had just does not measure up nope it, it's true. I really think it's the ratio. I think other shandy, lemonade shandy beers, at least, they go too hard on the lemonade and it makes it too sweet. And I feel like Summer Shandy, Leinenkugel's Summer Shandy hits, yeah, hits the right proportions that it's yeah. It's not like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. And I, maybe we asked, maybe we talked about this last year uh, when we started this thing. But uh, speaking of summer beers, what's your opinion on the uh, Natty Light Natter Days? You know what? I've only had a taste of one, mm-hmm. um, and it may have been warm, uh, <laughs> if memory serves. So I, I probably didn't get the best peek at it, but I was not uh, impressed with the... It's, yeah. uh, I actually felt like it had the opposite problem of what you were just saying. I felt like it oh. was too much beer and not enough uh, gotcha. of the lemonade to sweeten it up. I yeah. But that, once again, very very not great sample that i had <laughs> yeah so. yeah gotcha uh well one of my favorite summer beers especially if you're drinking outside that's the one to go with but, okay. um that's not what i'm drinking though i've just got a rum and coke uh rum and diet Classic. i guess so we're we're keeping it real i got my central barbecue from memphis cup uh like to keep the people updated on which memphis cup i have yes uh, go Grizzlies. Uh, yes. We're in the playoffs. It's a beautiful thing. But enough about basketball. Let's talk a little football. Let's talk a little Let's Friday Night Lights. Yes. 
Episode 306 is entitled, It Ain't Easy Being J.D. McCoy. This episode aired the 5th of November, 2008. Does Movie Dude want to have anything to say for us this week? Oh, you know he does. Good. Let's hear it. After witnessing a hazing incident involving his new starting quarterback, Coach Taylor sets a task before his team captain, Mm -hmm. Tim Riggins, the job of making J.D. McCoy feel more comfortable on the team. Matt's comfort level with his new position on the bench is felt by everyone close to him, including Julie, as they continue to grow closer together. Tyra sings a different tune after her new boyfriend's family shows up on her doorstep. What? Uh, there, there's like, there. okay, first of all, there is no common thread. Is there? Am I missing it? Um, I think he tried for um, comfort because he says, Sets a task before his team captain, Tim Riggins, the job of making JD feel more comfortable Comfortable. with the team. And then Matt's comfort level with his new position on the bench is felt by everyone close to him, which like, that's a, not a great sentence. No. Um, But but then, then, yeah, Tyra sings sings a different different tune. tune. That's a completely, yeah. Because because you could do something with Tyra's comfort level. She gets very uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah. I, when you, on first read through, I thought it was going to be sets a task. Uh, that sounded, you know, in that first sentence, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. is that going to be it? Um, but then it was just kind of all over the place. Yeah. So we got a nasty run on in the first mm-hmm. sentence. He did branch out and go with three sentences uh, yeah. instead of he, forcing he it into two. And it's concise. And honestly, like to me, I'd rather have Movie Dude 1 stop reaching for these uh, ridiculous themes that he goes for. So, like, I'll give him a couple points on, like, just trying to actually concisely um, talk about the plot of the episode. Um, You know, there's, like you said, an ugly run on, but I I gotta give him at least a a strong five. Oh. Oh. Um, So, I have mixed emotions because I enjoy the themes that he does on an entertainment level. Mm -hmm. But as far as actual quality of the of the description it's probably better off if he doesn't do that so yeah i was disappointed at first but yeah you're probably right that's probably a a good thing so man strong five yeah i'm good with that it's neither good nor bad it's a maybe a step in the right direction in some areas and same old stuff in other ways so (laughs) we'll go with it Thanks, Movie Dude 1. Somebody find that guy, please. Speaking of Movie Dude 1, we have uh, we got a shout out to our new listener who is now a fan yeah. uh, of not only us, Movie Dude 1, uh, who, as I'm going to the tweets uh, from yesterday, has set their twits Twitter to private in the meantime. So, um, <laughs> Shoot. So, Marns. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate your listenership and thanks, yeah. for, thanks for tweeting at us and then changing your Twitter privacy uh, to private <laughs> the day afterwards. I was like, why can't I find uh, their, the notifications? And I had to go and find our tweet to see what we replied to. And then yeah. it was like, this person limits their thing. So I guess, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Uh, Anthony sent me that that tweet. He monitors the socials a little more closely than I do. And uh, yeah, I responded back and I'll say it again. Like, man, movie dude one, we, we didn't even know about movie dude one when we started this thing. No but, idea. No, we just I, were going to try to read the, 
Like, do a plot synopsis. Oh, let's do the IMDb synopsis. Turns out there's one dude who's done 95% of them. Oh, I, I feel like we gained a new friend, even if we're a little hard yes. on him. I feel like he's a friend. And I mean, it's a it's a it's a whole segment of the podcast. So yeah. Movie Dude One, man, we are so grateful for you. Yes. Uh, as hard as we are on you. As, as I said it. to Marnes on the official Friday Night Lights or Reliving the Lights uh, Twitter page, Movie Dude One is both the best and worst thing that's ever happened to our show. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, this episode starts. Uh, it's freshman initiation time for the Dylan Panthers, and they are going to run the Naked Mile. The Naked Mile, yeah. It's a uh, a football uh, senior prank tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get all the freshmen rounded up. I guess all the seniors, or at least some of the seniors, I didn't see Saris in there. Um, yeah, no, that's but true. But a bunch of the seniors get the freshmen together, and they're going to do... The naked or make them do the naked mile because they had to do it. Um, yep. I had <laughs> confusing uh, <laughs> how this all happens because everybody's stripping down. Definitely. Um, they tell JD that he has to run a little bit further. He has to run to the field house. Yeah. And then he like runs into the field house. Yeah. Like I had a hard time figuring out if like. Well, it was at least where the coach's office was. Yeah. And like, like yeah. is he taking a shortcut? Why is he going inside and not, if that's the field house, why is he not just turning around? Yeah. I think, I think we missed part of the instructions. They didn't tell us because it, beca- uh, I mean, it seemed like he had to grab that picture off the wall. Like, I mm. think that's what he had to do to prove that he was there. Oh, because okay. he grabbed that picture and bring it back. But but we never heard that on the front end, right? No, so I was just... also confused when it was happening. Like, what are you doing? Just yeah, why is he going in there? And yeah, yeah. um, I'm also confused. why is he getting so close to the coach's office when he can tell the coach is <laughs> in there? Yeah, but I, I was also confused. Like it seemed like they did it to set up JD, but like the rest of the freshmen actually ran naked. Right. So like, right. And that's, that's where I was also confused because like later on, they make it sound like it was a prank specifically on JD, but like everybody was, was doing it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. So I don't Uh, know. uh, It was confusing, but so I have, yeah, in my notes for some reason, he has to go inside the field house, grab the team picture off the wall. Coach Taylor's there. Uh, he kind of sees him. Catches him. Yeah. Uh, so he calls JD into the office, kind of gives him crap for falling for the naked mile thing, which again, I don't, what do you <laughs> yeah, mean I falling for? He fell for it. For like, it. Everybody, he just, everybody it. was doing it. <laughs> I don't get it. But he offers to give him a ride home. Anthony, uh, we've, we've already digressed a lot. Uh, however, um, I want to ask you two things. Have you ever taken part in any sort of initiation have you been initiated into anything and then also uh second question public nudity uh any experience with that (laughs) sure um i can't think offhand of any initiation rituals that i've ever taken part in yeah i have done a little bit of streaking in my day um (laughs) the last time that we went to bozeman we did like some light streaking. Um, this is, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago. Uh, uh, um, it was me and miles and cash and, uh, one or two of his college friends. And I mean, it was a short distance, like maybe around the block. And I don't know if it was part of a drinking game, but I'm pretty sure we all ended up doing it. So, (laughs) um, I have done some streaking. 
Um, that's probably the most, I mean, you know, it was like at night, most in terms of public nudity I've done. There was one story that I won't tell on the podcast involving public nudity, but I've always been like, you know, when we lived above George's Pizza in downtown Brookings, like I walked around the apartment naked a lot without like <laughs> thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I do that like even, you know, I'm not, I'm not ever like stepping out onto the patio, but like I do a lot of walking around the apartment naked. I, I like I don't have too much uh, shame when it comes to that. So um, that's probably about as close to public nudity outside of um the 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 streaking around the block or around you know two blocks or whatever it was in Bozeman. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yourself. Um. So initiation. Yes. Uh. I was like, you know, like an RA in college, which was a big deal where I went to school, and so we had to like carry around these huge rocks for like twenty four hours in like to classes and uh, meals and stuff like that. So I mean, nothing crazy and i can't remember why but we also had to like in the middle of the night go out in a rowboat with these big rocks into the middle i don't know i can't remember all the details but Mm -hmm. i've been initiated that way we also used to do a thing i never had to actually take part in i don't know how i missed it but where like uh the freshman in my dorm would get uh blindfolded thrown thrown in a trunk brought out into the country like five miles away uh some would have their clothes taken from them but most of the time not and then just have to find their way back to to campus but i avoided that thankfully that's good yeah Um, but it was like a loving thing you know everybody was knew it was gonna happen at some Mm. point and they were excited for it and on board as far as public nudity uh when i was in college man uh there was more public nudity than would be legally possible. <laughs> uh, even in like an all male dorm, uh, you're just not allowed to do the things that, <laughs> that, that we did then. So um, yeah, there were different challenges of going to certain places on campus in the middle of the night, uh, completely naked and making it there and back. Uh, we had man week, which was like, basically it was the dorm was closed to females all week long and we would have different man activities. But part of it was dudes were just mostly naked and I was in a band at that time. And so we did an all, (laughs) we did an all nude concert. And in order to come to the concert, the admission fee was your clothes. (laughs) So, so, uh, naked mile. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. uh, so yeah so jd falls for the naked mile um coach takes him home uh he does get some good nicknames out of it which i appreciate uh which we'll get to later on but next scene jason is uh saying goodbye to his baby and the waitress yes yeah uh you know pretty emotional moment for jason he's uh not wanting uh aaron and the baby to go back east um and kind of tells him he's gonna flip this house and really start providing yeah and uh, uh as she's as they're about to take off he 
says to both Aaron and the baby that uh, you know he gives him an "I love you," and this is not reciprocated. It is not. No, uh, honestly, I'm as I'm watching, I'm holding back tears at this point. Uh, might just be because I have a kid. Anytime a kid is involved in any show or movie now, it's just like either super emotional or if something bad is happening to to a child, I will literally like shut off a movie if a kid is like in distress. Like, nope, not going to do that to myself. Um, but yes, I was holding back tears at this point. Uh, she did not reciprocate the I love you, but she did give him a pretty passionate kiss before she left. That's true. Um, which I was kind of confused when that happened because I really felt like she just was not in this. This might not be true, but I felt like she was just not really interested in being with Jason at all. Yeah. Like she's just not that into you type. Yeah. But yeah, Jason's definitely been the, uh, the one keeping that relationship uh, afloat single-handedly. Yep. yep. But she was giving a pretty passionate kiss. So that's, I, encouraging, I guess. Um, over at the Taylor household, Coach and Tammy going back and forth about whether or not Coach is going to go to the dance with Tammy. Yeah. Who's and I swear, I swear during this scene that Tammy says that she's excited for the dance on Friday. I, okay, I had written that down too and I went back and erased it because I was like, did I hear that or not? And then it well, definitely yeah, wasn't like, Friday. It definitely wasn't Friday. Um very confusing. Although maybe here's things confusing about it is that the dance is she says Friday in this scene. She has to have if we both if wrote we both, it down. Yeah. And then there's a game that theoretically could have been on a Thursday for whatever reason. Because then I the guess, next day, probably not. It's called Friday Night Lights for a reason, right? <laughs> but the next day, like. They're like watching game film. Watching film. As like yep. it's um so like it almost struck me as like maybe like a weird Friday practice was for them to just watch film. But it's it's hard to it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Anyway, yeah, not that it didn't make sense. But I but we were both confused by it. So that makes yes. me feel good. Tam is excited for the dance. Uh coach is basically like, no, I'm not gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> uh Julie is also not gonna go. So Tammy is bummed. Yeah, bummed, slightly offended. Um, <clears throat> so that's the Taylors over at the McCoys. Uh, they're having a meal. The stud of suds is pro- proposing a toast to QB1 of the Dillon Panthers, his own son, J.D. McCoy, with his new job. Ma McCoy is teasing J.D. about girls a little bit. They're going back and forth, like kind of joking about it. And then Pa McCoy's like, no, he's not allowed to get involved with any girls. He doesn't have time right now for any girls. Yeah, uh, he's a focus on football. Like, dude, he's a freshman in high school. Relax. <laughs> yeah, you're a weird freaking dude. He's a very Joe. weird dude. He's he's got some issues that he's working out uh, that his son is taking the brunt of, and we'll see that for the next couple episodes. Yeah, but but he does say he's very proud of JD and proud of all he accomplished and all that. So that's great. That's the Taylors. That's the McCoys. Over at the Saracens, Grandma is pissed. Pissed. <laughs> Lorraine yeah. ain't having it. Yeah, she is furious at Coach Taylor uh, for pulling Matt out of that QB1 spot. She thinks he must be out of his mind. 
Uh, if she sees yeah. him, she's going to give him a piece of her mind, <laughs> yep. et cetera. Yeah. She says, she said something along the lines of like, you won state, you won state for him. And Matt's Matt, who I feel like was kind of just like, okay, whatever grandma. When she says that, he kind of is like, you know, I did. I yeah. did win state. <laughs> so grandma's getting him worked up a little bit too. Just occurred to me, but Moss Harrison Oh, no longer apparently in the picture. <laughs> she's oh, not in, I don't think she's in this episode or the next episode. She's no, just she's not. gone. Huh. Well, yeah, we'll have to see if they mention yeah. that at all or if <laughs> it's interesting of like even us watching this from a like hypercritical point of view. I've noticed like we even tend to forget even just between episodes. Yeah. Like yeah. what happened to Santiago? <laughs> we haven't talked about him. Uh, uh, what happened to freaking Noel? <laughs> you know, like, right? Yeah, Noel. Uh, even Waverly, we don't know. Yeah, and even and Waverly, even doesn't, Waverly know. doesn't know <laughs> exactly. Uh, do we ever post that video to the to the socials? We, we no, we, we, we should to. we should do that. Yeah, uh, paid money for that, so we got to get some <laughs> usage out of it. Uh, not much money. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's a good point. We'll we'll have to just see if she turns up again. Um or if uh the the tragedy of Matt Saracen's life continues to get more tragic <laughs> and his mom <laughs> leaves him for a second time. Oof. Um okay, so the crew is working on the house. I never know how to refer to them in my notes because I don't want to write that write it out like yeah. Billy, Tim, Herc, Jason. Uh so I have do you just- have a I've just been referring to him as the boys. The boys. Okay, that's good. We'll go with that. Uh, I, in this case, I wrote the dummies are working. On the house. <laughs> that's probably better, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think at one point I referred to them as as uh, the clowns or something like that. The clown crew is <laughs> uh, what I call them. But well, they're working on the house, and Jason is starting to kind of take charge, take the lead on this thing. And uh, Billy's being kind of a bitch about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like Jason's really got the vision, and you know, it was his idea, and so you can see where uh, where he's coming from. But yeah, Billy is just not a fan of Jason bossing him around for yeah. whatever reason. I guess Billy is f- significantly older than, than right, them, so maybe that. But yeah, <laughs> I think Billy, Billy is, uh, yeah, just suffering from like this hasn't turned into a get rich quick scheme yet for him. <laughs> he's, yeah. Uh, he's getting impatient. That's probably it. Yeah. Oh, there was a really good line in there because uh, Tim is there uh, helping them out while he should be at school. And Tim says, some of the lines yeah. of, uh, I just told him I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Needed a few days to relax. <laughs> That's good. Uh man, we're really we're really hopping around here. We're we're getting uh we're finding out what everybody's up to. So Landry is crucifictorious practice. They're still yes. crucifictorious, right? They haven't. Yes. I don't know. Did they say it in these episodes? Um, I'm they didn't. Sure. But there was a poster hanging up on the wall. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, so they've changed their sound. Uh, yes. The Landry's written a song, and it is <laughs> slow and sad. Um, <laughs> And the rest of the band doesn't really like it. Yeah. It's not going well. Kirk Caster, who we yeah. haven't seen since season one. Yeah. He makes uh, his return. <laughs> was apparently 
pay, playing bass for Cruz Victorious for who knows how long. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, glad to see he recovered from that ass whooping he took from uh, yeah. Reyes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we, we'll have to go back to season one to when Chris Victorious plays the show to see if if uh, Kirk Caster was playing for them at that time. I, I'm pretty sure he did because I'm pretty sure I mentioned it then. Like I'm in in right in one of the podcasts. I think I That's asked, I was, "Was that Kurt Caster?" Right. I think it was more of a question. So this confirms it. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, so I do think he has been there the whole time, uh, but they don't like they don't like the song. I don't really remember what causes Caster to quit or whatever. Oh no, I think Landry tells uh, Jimmy that he sucks <laughs> on the drums, and so yeah. then that causes Caster to quit. Jimmy quits. Somebody Land- says, Landry knows Jimmy isn't actually quitting. Landry's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says, this sucks. I really thought we were going to be bigger than Crimson Thorn, <laughs> uh, which is great. And Landry proclaims that uh, he's keeping the Crucifictorious name. It stays with him. So, yes, they are yep. definitely still Crucifictorious because he, he calls dibs on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, over at Applebee's, uh, Cash and Tyra are speaking about uh, all these things that Cash wants to do, but Tyra can't because she has to fill out college applications and help out setting up the dance. Yeah. Um, And she has to work because college applications cost a lot of money. Cash pulls out a wad of cash. Oh, yeah. There you go. Actually, as I wrote my notes, I also noticed that, that that was kind of confusing. Whips out a couple hundos, couple Franklins, couple yep. Bennies. Peels them, peels them off. Yeah, and uh, says, "Here, how about I give you this so you don't have to worry about working and and paying for those college applications." She initially does not want to accept mm-hmm. this, but uh, eventually she gives in. Yep, she asks him to go to the dance after that, and he pretty firmly says, "No, not doing that." Maybe the only good call that Cash makes over the uh, entire uh, his entire arc of the show is being like, nah, I'm like 30. I'm not going to go to the high school dance. <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, presumably, he's the same age as Billy Riggins. So, uh, yeah, right. just picture Billy Riggins going to the high school <laughs> dance that would, with a high school girl. That would be inappropriate. Over at practice, the the team's teasing JD for the whole naked mile thing. Uh, I appreciated the the nicknames they they threw out. Naked Gun, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, they called him QB Buns, I think, instead of QB One. I like that. That's a good bit. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. But uh, Coach pulls Riggins aside after practice and talks to him about the whole Naked Mile thing and tells him that the team needs to get behind JD. He needs to feel supported by the team. Uh, it's for the good of the team for JD to feel accepted. So uh, because Tim's a senior and a leader, he he needs to kind of lead the way in that. And so he kind of challenges challenges Tim on that. Yep. Make him make him one of the boys. Yeah. So after practice, Tim says, get in the truck, JD. Yes. And he proceeds to give JD a tour of my Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I think we just need to pull it up. Um, I want the audio 
on the podcast. It's too good. Yeah, I think that's a good. And I did not remember this at all. And so it was just (laughs) delightful to feel like I was experiencing it for the first time as well. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't remember any of it either. It was a nice surprise. So let me work on this here's minute. Hey, uh, where exactly are we going? It's on your look right. You need to know this spot, okay? It's called the Landing Strip. My sister-in-law, my brother's future wife, works there and probably will the rest of her life. But <laughs> you are not ready for that, son. <laughs> when you are, you will know. <laughs> Up here, on our right, we have Franz Hamburgers 24-7. Best hamburgers, best fans in all hamburgers. of high school football. The real rally girls. And I hope you know what that means. <laughs> Good times, man. You can tell the kind of support we get. All right, we got Smitty's Dive Bar. Know me as Toby, two-time Iraq veteran. If you ever want to get away from anything, anyone, you will go in there. You hear me? Smitty's. Best bar on the planet. Okay. Lisa lives down this road. Ooh. You'll know. You'll know. She's good times. <laughs> There we go. Just a fantastic, oh my uh, like 45 seconds there. Tim, <laughs> Tim just nails it. I love it. Every single line is just gold. So good, man. So we talk about the landing strip. Not ready for mm-hmm. that. Uh, when you're ready, you're, and when know. you are, you will know. You'll know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I, for some reason, I love the way that Taylor Kitsch says hamburgers. <laughs> hamburgers. <I did> not. <laughs> he says it twice. Franz hamburgers. Yeah. Good stuff. The real rally. 24 seven, the real <laughs> rally girls. And I hope you know what I'm saying when I say that you can tell the kind of support we get. <laughs> so good. Spitty's Smitty's dive bar where they know, know him as Toby. <laughs> <laughs> two-time Iraq veteran. <laughs> and then Lisa. <laughs> Lisa lives down this road. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> She's good times. So just a fantastic sequence there. And yes. yeah, we got a friends, friends hamburgers. Uh, that looked like a real, a real sign. So we'll, we'll, we might have to, well, yeah. maybe the diner is on our Friday night lights tour already, but. Um, we'll have Gotta to look for that hamburgers for sure. Yep. Uh, yep. So Tim drops him off at home. Uh, great tour. Thanks, Tim. I, I literally watched that scene like three times, uh, <laughs> cause I just loved it so much. Meanwhile, or not meanwhile, this is probably later. Uh, yeah. the Colette girls are wedding dress shopping. Yep. Um, yeah, not much to the scene. Just, uh, all I wrote down was that, uh, Mindy is trying on wedding dresses and Tyra is filling out college applications. Um, if memory serves, um, Macolette is once again basically like, don't worry about college. Sounds like you got yourself a man with money. That's all yeah. that there is. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hold don't, on. Hold on to this guy. Don't let him go, which is yep. like Macolette. Yes. Yeah. She's saying like, if you're go- if you go to college far away, how do you plan on hanging on to that cowboy you got there? Um so yeah, Tyra's really up against it, I guess, on 
yeah. uh, the family side of things when it comes to uh, getting out of Dylan. Yeah. Uh, Coach and Julie are out grocery shopping, and who yeah. do they run into? Uh oh. <laughs> but Matt and Grandma, <laughs> and Grandma puts Coach on a very public blast <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, right in the in the, like the dairy section. Yep. Uh, she's going after it. Coach says, well, uh, Lorraine, how you doing? Well, coach Eric Taylor, uh, coach says, how are you, ma'am? Well, I'm not doing that good. <laughs> you want to know why? I'd be doing a heck of a lot better if I thought you were going to do the right thing and make my grandson the starting quarterback like you should be. So <laughs> she continues. She proceeds to just chew him out yeah. very publicly. But Matt and Julie take the opportunity to step aside. Yep, do uh, let, a little flirting. Yep. Let grandma do her thing. Uh, and yeah, they, they kind of connect. Um, yeah. Matt's cracking jokes. I think it was a Julie who says like, well, while they have that conversation, you want to go get coffee? And Matt's like, we could do lunch because she could do this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was like a, a shot that I felt like was out of place, but it, I felt like they were really doubling down on the fact that they were flirting, but they like showed their feet. Yeah. And like Julie yep. kind of like twisting her foot I noticed around. it like, too. Yeah. yeah. It seemed weird for Friday Night Lights, but I think they're just trying to get across like, ah, these two are feeling it, mm-hmm. feeling it again. I have in my notes this time, the idiots are tearing <laughs> the house apart. Um, but the boys, the boys are, are working in the house. Jason comes back in and things are not going well. Yeah. Billy went out and bought a $1,700 toilet <laughs> with a bidet, <laughs> with a bidet, all the works, which let yeah. me tell you, while I was experiencing my Montezuma's revenge, I could have really used a bidet. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I think it's going to be uh, an investment. You know, when you're using that much toilet paper, it starts to get a little know, raw man. down there. I uh I spent a month in India once and they've just got like the little like nozzle like a like a spray you know like on your sink you've got the like the hose mm-hmm. you can pull yep. out to spray the dishes they got one of those attached to the toilet and usually oh, yeah. the the bathrooms are very like tiled and waterproof with a drain in the mm-hmm. <laughs> the floor so you just yeah. Start, Go for it. Start uh, showering down, basically. <laughs> that's um, what's up, man. Yeah. We, I think we as Americans need to embrace the bidet. I think that's that was nice. Our generation, it's our time. Let's do it. Um, yeah. So I can't. Im- yeah, seventeen hundred dollar toilet. That's that's frankly. I've never gone toilet shopping friend. before, uh, so I have no idea if that's not normal. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm I, kind of. I'm like the opposite of the. It's one banana, Michael. Uh, how much can it cost? Ten dollars? Like I don't know how much a toilet costs. Seventeen hundred dollars, maybe. You know. Yeah, I can't say that I've bought a toilet either, but seventeen hundred seemed wild. <laughs> yeah, but they're so they're working. It's not going well, and. Jason's really mad about kind of the way that they're not taking it seriously and making bad choices. And so he's furious. Billy kind of then goes on a power trip talking about, cause Jason's talking about the work list and getting things done off of it. Billy like freaks out, goes and going to nail the, the work list to the wall, takes a nail gun and just chunk puts a nail straight through his hand. Yeah, I don't understand. Now, Josh, you've probably worked with uh yeah, uh, with power tools more than I have. Yep. But I've used a nail gun before and every time I've used a nail gun, you have to like 
press it against something before you can even pull the trigger. Yep. To me, for you to get, uh, you know, enough pressure on your hand before you pull the trigger, like he must have either done it in a very fast motion and wasn't thinking or um, I don't know. Uh, To me, nail gun accidents are always like, how did this even happen? Um, Yes. But... So I have worked with a, a lot of nail guns uh, because I work construction and I, we did a lot of roofing, which is mm-hmm. like, and I was, I was the nail gun guy. Uh, somebody else would lay the the shingles down and I would just do, 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 do. And it was my, my first week of being on a roof, working with the crew. And this guy comes, he, he had just started with us. So like I've been working there a week. He just, he comes and within the first probably 45 minutes of this guy being on a roof. Um, he's shingling or putting nails in the shingles and put, uh, put a nail right through his foot, like through the side of his foot. Um, so the way that nail guns are the way that roofing nail guns are set up is you can set them so that all you really have to do is just press it. You can just hold the trigger down and just chunk, 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 Mm -hmm. chunk. And so I'm guessing like, yeah, that's what Billy did. Like yeah, he had it set had that way. And, down. and so he was just going to like basically bop it against the wall to put mm-hmm. that nail in and he okay. just hit his hand. But yes, it's Goodness. still like, you got to be pretty dumb. I feel like to, right. uh, to do that, but he well, was angry and it's Billy. So <laughs> I'm not going to say names, but we know somebody who got a nail in the back of their head. We do. <laughs> are, are we not familiar with this story? I don't think so. Maybe. Okay. Well, I don't want to say. I don't want to say the name on this show. Okay, um, you can out. go ahead and censor it. Um, but Dondo. like, um, <laughs> like same crew. He was that probably was a, probably like ten years ago. Um, like <laughs> got a nail in the back of his head, and like in oh his skull, oh and gosh. like turned out fine. Like the way that it, you know, like where it went in was like basically couldn't have been in a better spot, but like. Jeez. I remember just being like, how does that happen? For real? Like, did he do it himself or was it somebody else? Couldn't like, have. It was like, it was the else? back. Yeah, it had to have been something like that, but. Jeez. Yeah, no, he was on the crew. He was on that same crew. Mm. It was a different year, but I right. I do fairly, I do. Now that you say that, I remember hearing about, yeah, a pretty serious nail gun accident. Yeah. So uh, apparently don't work for Bruce Hansen if you don't want to <laughs> get nailed. Yeah. <laughs> crazy but nothing really comes of the nail through the hand uh must have missed all bone i think it was just uh just there for comedic effect yes uh i think so recovers pretty quick Mm -hmm. uh then we see tyra um at home some strange woman comes to her door yeah and looking uh, for cash yeah and she's not only looking for cash but looking for cash and some cash money from yes. cash uh he owes her sixteen hundred dollars in child support she's got a kid with her claims that it is his child and she warns tyra that he's kind of a sleazeball deadbeat so tyra's which i mean shaking up about this we could tell that uh yeah just by you know, remember <laughs> when he obvious. was just popping drugs casually like two episodes ago? <laughs> like cowboy, that's not a good guy. Yeah, not a good guy. No, oh. it is game time. Yeah, JD and the Panthers uh, have a big win. Yeah, not much that we really see of the no. game. 
No, literally, we we pick up at 25 seconds left uh, in the fourth quarter. So after uh, the game, Tim says, "Let's go make some memories." That's like Tim's big thing over this like two episodes. That Tim's just all about making memories. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're gonna have go to this party, and Tim makes a point of inviting JD. Uh, and just as this happens. Who walks into the locker room, but freaking perennial weirdo and stud of suds, freaking Joe McCoy. It's like, like he's like autistic or something. Like he doesn't like understand how other humans operate. This is not an appropriate social situation. Uh, pa, you <laughs> need to read the room because everyone is very clearly weirded out. Yeah, he kills this. the vibe. <laughs> yeah, hard. Yeah, which I mean, come on. I even I'm okay. So socially, it's not good. But even just like walking into a locker room where presumably there are naked teen boys. Yeah, like you can't just do that. No. Sorry, man. Uh, super weird. Yeah, so that it does. It kills the vibe. Everybody's weirded out. And uh, <laughs> instead of going to make some memories with Tim and the team, uh, JD goes with Pa and Ma McCoy to Applebee's to yes. celebrate. Yes. Because um, where else would you go in Dylan? That's the place to be. Mm-hmm. Get one of them. Uh, <laughs> what's get the Apple? What's the yeah, the sizzling apple crisp or something, <laughs> something like that? Yep, boiling apple. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, um, <laughs> Boil- it's not, not, not boiling. <laughs> I just pictured him carrying like a <laughs> pot of boiling water with apples in it. <laughs> it's the new uh, dish. <laughs> uh, the next day, after watching game film, right? Uh, that we find out is, I guess, Saturday. Um, Tim and Lila have a little conversation about going to the dance that night. Lila thinks it would be nice for them to go to their last big high school dance mm-hmm. um, together and and basically be lame just as a, you know, a nice little thing send off for their high school years or whatever. Yeah. And Tim is actually like pretty receptive like he kind of jokes around with it a little bit but he's like yeah let's do it let's go to the dance um which i thought was actually one of the sweeter moments we get between tim and lila uh in the show so pretty nice so yes again just to revisit the timeline thing it's obviously the it's obviously the morning after the game right but then if you remember uh We'll get to this, but coach shows up late to the dance and like that would make more sense if it was like after the game and he had to, you know, change right. and like, cause, mo- cause you know, homecoming but, dance, for example, like that's usually after the home football game. I think the clincher is that there's a scene at the end of this episode in church in church the next morning. that references the previous night, which was the night of the dance. Yes. So, okay. It's definitely Saturday then. Yeah, uh, Tammy misspoke. I think I think it must be episode. Anyway, uh, at the lumber yard, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Street runs into Coach, 
uh, coach is <laughs> visibly horrified to learn <laughs> yes. that uh, Street and Herc and the Riggins boys have purchased the Garrity house and are trying to fix it up and flip it. Yeah, uh, understandably so. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jason tells him to come by the house sometime um, and check it out. Yeah. And Coach, yeah, Coach says he'll do that. Uh, Tyra, Tyra, and Julie are both working at Applebee's. <laughs> We're back at Applebee's, folks. Uh, they're processing together, talking about the cash baby mama the situation. woman. Yeah. yeah. And Julie starts to be like, well, maybe there's a logical explanation for this. Like maybe, and as we were watching this, I literally like, I was writing down notes and I was just like, shut the f- up, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> there's no logical explanation no. for what happened. <laughs> <laughs> she is she is just trying to work out all the options uh, mm-hmm. with her friend, I guess. But as they're talking about it, uh, who else walks in but Cash himself? And Tyra kind of flips out on him right there in Applebee's. So we've had a we've had a couple uh, public putting people on blast yeah. in this episode. Um, people are not happy, and they're letting letting folks know. Yes, yes. Over in Landry's garage, Cruce Victorious, or at least two thirds of Cruce Victorious, is is reunited. Jimmy is back. Landry was right. <laughs> yep, uh, Jimmy's back. They're not wasting any time replacing Kurt Caster, which no. that guy is always getting mad and being on some <laughs> uh, righteous indignation, you know, sure. situation. So Kurt Caster's kind of a jerk. Um, yeah, I mean, Landry was also kind of a jerk in this situation, but anyway, they're having uh, auditions to for bass guitar. The first couple suck. Actually, the second guy was pretty good. He just was really feeling himself and got out of <laughs> hand with his bass playing. But then a girl comes in. Her name's Devin. She's very good. She's really vibing with the band, and they basically give her the job on the spot. However, uh, she does she does try to take over the vocals. Uh, a little while Landry doesn't take too kindly to that but oh, you didn't think so oh I thought no, he, he was like oh damn oh no because he like did he say after, something he says something on the okay. lines of like I typically do the vocals <laughs> but uh, you're hired you're hired <laughs> I missed that uh, I missed that I think uh, I missed it because I was writing in my notes that I think Jesse Plemons was actually singing there and I think he's actually got kind of a, a nice voice, a, a pretty unique, nice voice in my opinion. It didn't look like it was like lip syncing or anything like they'll, right. they'll do when actors suck at singing. So <laughs> Jesse Plemons, uh, you know, he's a multi-talented, multi-faceted guy. Um, yeah. He's, no a, wonder he's at least a big. double threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not in looks though. Sorry. New, uh, new Jesse. got winner. Jesse Plemons, is it coming? Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, he's ugly Matt Damon. Uh, it could work. <laughs> or no, what was it? What? Crack, crack Damon. Is that what it was? Well, so when he was on Breaking conf- Bad. Yeah. yeah when he was, was on Breaking Bad, they called him Meth Damon. Meth Damon. That, yeah, but that was, bef- was also before he put on a lot of weight. But yeah. Yeah. I'll probably cut out all that. Jesse Plemons slander there, but yeah, <laughs> we got to get him on the show. Come so. on the show. Uh, <laughs> Where are we? Um, so coach shows up at the, f- the house formerly known as the Garrity household. 
the house is kind of in shambles. There's Not walls well. broken out. There's stuff kind of everywhere. It doesn't look good. Um, Jason kind of makes a joke that they've turned a perfectly livable house into something a bum would turn down. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of jokes about it, but then does break down a little bit and kind of starts to lose it and panic, you know, about yeah. the situation and that he's made a horrible decision and what's he thinking. And coach kind of calms him down and talks some sense into him. Yeah. It kind of gives him a bit of a, a classic coach Taylor inspirational speech. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, he tells him basically you need to, you need to calm down. You need to chill out because you're only 20 years old and you actually have a plan and you're executing it. So don't quit now. Uh, keep going and see this thing out. So coach doing what coach does best, showing up for Jason when he needs it. Jason's parents yeah. also have not been in the picture at all. We have not seen Jason's no. parents in uh, quite some time no. since he moved out, I think. Yep. Uh, Matt shows up at the Taylor household to ask Julie to go to the lake with him and they go swimming and they talk about Matt's football situation. They flirt around and yeah. whatnot. And it's very clear at this point that they're definitely getting back together. Um, mm. And truth be told, even knowing what I know and still feels right. It does. I'm rooting for it at this yeah. point for sure. And I honestly can't remember how they end up. Uh, in the show and don't tell me, but, uh, so I, I don't know if we feel if they end up together or not. And if they do, if we feel happy about it at the end of the show, but at this point I'm happy that Matt yeah. and Julie are back together. I agree. <clears throat> at the dance, Tyra and Tammy have a little conversation about cash. Um, Tyra kind of tells Tammy, like I broke up with cash. You're probably happy. Right. And Tammy's like, hey, I just want you to be happy, whatever, you know. Yeah. I didn't want you to get hurt is yeah. what I didn't want to happen. But it's not that I'm, <laughs> yeah, happy that you're broke up or whatever. Tyra basically says, like, I just want to go home. Although, uh, yeah, Tyra is the one that put the dance together. But she's it's going. It's going well. She's just ready to go home and be sad, basically. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, at the dance, Landry is there with Devin. He's showing Devin some of his songs uh, during the dance. And <laughs> Devin drops some brutal honesty on Landry here and tells him that basically all of these songs seem like one song about one girl. And she believes that their band can be great. But in order for that to happen, you got to get over it. You got to move on. Yeah. Um, Landry kind of has a, a funny retort where he's like, well, you're just talking about almost every song in human history. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, most songs are about a girl. Mm. Uh, Tim and Lila get to the dance and as they walk in, uh, Tim's kind of joking around footloose. Here we come. <laughs> oh, I love this stuff. It just feels right. You know, <laughs> but they, they walk in and they encounter JD and, uh, you know, Tim's like, why are you here? JD says that his mom thought it would be good for him to get out and have a little fun at the dance. And uh, I think Tim asked him, well, are you having fun? And 
JD says, no, not really, that he doesn't dance. So at this point, Tim kind of drops the act of the act of like him loving dances, which he's kind of been on the last couple of days. And it's like, <laughs> yes. All right, let's go get a beer. Uh, this is enough. So, uh, tries to get JD to go, go get a beer. JD doesn't drink because his dad gave him some handout on, gave him an article yes. about drinking and what it does to your proteins or whatever. Yes. So Tim says, fine, you can be the designated driver. <laughs> JD says, I don't have a driver's license or even a learner's permit. So that won't work. Can't be the the DD. But Tim insists that they go make some memories anyway. So they yes. head to some big house. Some memories, yes. Cash shows up at Tyra's house, basically begging. Mm-hmm. Um, and he get, she gives him a chance to, well, sort of explain loudly from outside the house. Yeah. Um. That the girl that showed up is crazy. The baby isn't his. They hooked up once five years ago. That baby can't be more than two years old. Mm-hmm. It definitely isn't his. She's crazy. And Tyra, like the idiot we know her to be, <laughs> buys it. Yep. Yep. She accepts the explanation. Although, like, there, I mean, it's basically just she takes him at his word. Like, right. There's no, I mean, he could absolutely be lying about every single aspect of that, and she'd have no way of knowing. Um, but yes. Uh, also, I noticed as Tyra got up to let him in, she's got a little lower back tattoo. I don't know if we've oh, I seen that, that before, but yep. So Tyra believes him. They kiss. Uh, seems like things are back to normal with Cash yeah. and Tyra. Not good. Not good, folks. We're no, spoiler we alert. If you if you can't see that uh, at this point, uh, then you're as foolish as Tyra is. So, yes. um, at the party, Tim leaves JD alone for a bit. You're on your own for a while, and the football guys jump right on that opportunity to kind of ambush him and convince him to drink. And JD resists for a moment, kind of. Yeah. No, not even really. Uh, it. Somebody's like, oh, don't you know JD doesn't drink? And so he gets peer pressured into it and yep. gets v- 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 very drunk. Very drunk. Their cell phone pictures being taken. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, JD gets pretty wild. Somebody busted out the LG MB2 with snapping, oh. snapping photos. You know, for for 2008, those are some high quality pics. <laughs> so I believe that was a... Two megapixel, probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the good stuff. That's as, as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, um, Tim and Lila basically carry him out at this point. They they pull yeah. him out. And um, my question was, what were they doing for that long? That right. JD Where did they go? That drunk. Because they left together. That's when Tim left JD alone. He, he went somewhere with Lila. So who knows what was going on there? Um, um, we see Tammy at the dance by herself. She's basically doing like the middle-aged white woman chaperone dance. Uh, yes. <laughs> busting out some really lame, uh, all alone moves. Coach finally shows up. Uh, he's apparently late. He was getting ready. Um, had to shower, do all that stuff, which it's Saturday. Well, he had a honey-do list. Uh, so yeah. maybe he was, you know, working hard on Tammy's behalf. Yeah. He so, was at the lumber yard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so he shows up. They start dancing. Matt and Julie are still hanging out at the beach. They got a fire going. Yeah. They're they're kind of chit chatting, talking back about and glizzies. Forth. They are talking about glizzies. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, that's that's a full year ago that I learned about what a glizzy was uh, on this podcast. Um, talking about glizzies, uh, talking about how they need to get going pretty soon, but doesn't really go that way. So they're chit chatting, having their glizzies. They talk about how it's about time to get going, and then they just both kind of lock eyes and start vigorously making out yes. uh, hard. And it appears, and I think it's confirmed later, but it appears that they spent the night on the beach. <laughs> yes. Um, in f- oh, yes, because they Matt drops her off, and it was dark morning. when they started making out, and it was, yep. it was uh, kind of still sunrise-ish when yes. she got dropped off, which... Uh, did it not matter that she was gone all night? I feel like the yeah, Taylor the family would notice. Care. They were like, busy. They were horny at the dance. <laughs> That's a good point. They they, they forgot they had to die. I mean, where's Gracie during all of this? Like, that, I actually did think of that uh, when they were talking about everybody being at the dance. I did think, who's there? Who's Gracie's babysitter? You know, if if we are to believe the episode with Peter Berg in it. They grew up in Dillon, and so you'd think that like their parents would be around You're somewhere. Right. We never meet. They're, yeah, they're, they're not. I think I I do not think that's canon though. I think yeah. that was a screw up, and uh, so yeah, who knows where Gracie's at? But they don't. They obviously don't care that much about where their kids uh, spend. Yeah, the night. suddenly. So, yeah, very uncharacteristically, um, but but yes, uh, Julie gets dropped off early in the morning. Then we see a, a scene at church. Um, the only reason we ever see church is to um, highlight the fact that people uh, are sinners and then they go to church and are hypocrites, kind of. Yes. <laughs> so uh, they show JD singing some hymns after his drunken drunken uh, antics mm-hmm. the night before. Then we see Julie. Then we see Matt. And then we see just a big old goofus malufus uh, yeah. dumbass shit grin from Matt. <laughs> they're make, making eyes in church. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're not feeling very guilty about, very no. convicted about the night before. After church, we get a scene with Pa, JD, and Coach. Yeah. Uh, JD, uh, well, Joe McCoy makes JD you know, come up to coach and, Oh, he's got something to say. Uh, it makes JD apologize for getting very drunk the previous night. Um, the whole thing is just very awkward. Yeah. Um, so in, on the next episode, coach tells Joe that it made him very uncomfortable. Could you, but even as I was watching the scene, it was very apparent that he was uncomfortable, but I wasn't sure where the un, the discomfort was coming from like do you mm. did you get a sense of like why he was feeling so uncomfortable i thought it was just i mean for me if i'm put in that situation and granted i've never been a high school coach before but like i think i would be like okay dude you're free like you're making this weird joe mccoy like i think i felt like he was uncomfortable by joe mccoy 
forcing him in that particular situation to admit what he admitted. Yeah. Like maybe let a day pass. Maybe like have him uh, come to you. To like office. maybe. At, yeah. When you're but actually like, like in church? your coach, in your coach yeah. context. Yeah. That, that makes sense that it was like, just be the, the, the context with which it was shared because I felt like, okay. So at first I thought, Maybe he's uncomfortable because knowing this, this is a violation of rules. And so now he's in an awkward position of, do I sweep this under the rug or do I, you know, hold JDF from the game? But that didn't really come up. So I don't think that was it. Right. And I thought about that. And I wonder if maybe the training rules in Texas are different than they are in at least Platt, South Dakota. Probably. Where like, yeah, if you get caught drinking, like you're pretty much fricked, uh, at least for a, a number of weeks. Yeah. Um, because I mean, it's a the worst kept kept secret in Dylan is that Tim Riggins is an alcoholic. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so like, I mean, there's Tim Riggins has got to have been caught numerous times drinking. Yeah, like I I drank underage from like eighteen and a half until twenty. Uh-huh. And like even I got caught a couple of times. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> yeah. when I wasn't doing Tim Riggins numbers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So and it, it was also confusing to me because I feel like this is actually something that coach would applaud, but probably in a different context. Yeah. JD came yeah. to coach and came clean and told him that. But yeah. it just felt like a weird shaming punishment. I think yes. is what coach was weirded out by. Yes. Which fits the role of church in Friday Night Lights. So, yes. Uh, last scene Jason uh, talking to Aaron and the baby on the phone. Uh, she kind of lets slip a little bit that she loves him. Um, she says, Ooh. We love you. And then she says, uh, We miss you. Um, but Street asked to put the baby on the phone. Noah is the baby's name. Um, and he kind of, yeah, talks to him, sings to him. Everybody else, all the other clowns are in the house are kind of like, <laughs> and witness okay. it from a distance. Yeah. Um, did you also get kind of ominous vibes when they did the wide shot of the empty park in this up in this <sighs> clip? I did not. Know. I got a really like. I was like, "Oh crap! Something's gonna happen!" <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody's gonna come out of the bushes. Yeah, like yeah. we we've, we've been watching uh, the Americans. Oh um, yeah, which is like really good. Spy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's an episode that we just watched. We're just in season one. There's an episode we just watched like two or three nights ago where, um, they uh, without giving too much away, they get like <laughs> caught. Uh-huh. Um, the parents, the main characters, and they're being like questioned in this like warehouse, and the the kids, their kids who are like fourteen and ten, uh-huh. are stuck at the mall, and so they decide to go hitchhiking, and they get picked up by this total creep, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like the whole scene felt really like he takes them to like a park, and like the whole scene feels really really like and nothing like happens yeah um but like the whole scene feels very, well because the kids basically like up and leave uh-huh. um but the whole scene feels very very like uncomfortable and i think maybe i was just experiencing ptsd from that scene that i like he's like oh yeah we're just pulled off uh at some <laughs> park and then they yeah, do this, right. this wide shot of just like them <laughs> on like around. a picnic table in an empty park like just next to the yeah. vehicle and i was like uh <laughs> Uh, 
Have you have you done much hitchhiking? Mm-mm. Never. I picked up a hitchhiker once. He yeah. was a very unique uh, person, <laughs> um, but I've never, never myself done any hitchhiking. No. I'll I'll tell the the short story of a similar, uh, very creepy hitchhiking situation that I was in. So in college one summer, uh, John Kuick and I, you know, we went up to Alaska. Yep. For we were there for a month. We were planning on being there two months, but I left <laughs> after a month. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we basically flew into Anchorage, and then we were going to hitchhike down to Homer or no Seward, Alaska. And we got a couple rides. They went fine, and then um, so we were trying to get our next ride. And this Enterprise like shuttle van, like Enterprise rent a car shuttle van, mm-hmm. pulls up. And I kid you not, it was like something you'd see in a Cheech and Chong movie. <laughs> the windows rolled down and smoke just like <laughs> billowed out. <laughs> uh, you guys need a ride. So we get in, and the dude's got like scars all over his face. Oh and stuff, my god! And like you know, stringy, long black hair, and it, it wasn't. It was just cigarettes, but yeah, like mm-hmm. just like hazy in there. And so we're uh, we're riding. We've got probably like two, three hours um, to go, but he's going to take us the rest of the way. And he gets a call on his on his phone, and he answers it, and uh, he. He's obviously perturbed by what's going on. And we get the impression that it's his son. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, fine. Go to my chair. And in the magazine rack next to my chair, there's a there's a tin. Open the tin and you can have a piece of my mushrooms. But just a piece, just a small piece, not a Tyler piece. And he's like swearing <laughs> through the whole thing. So apparently his son wants to have some of his uh, some of yeah. his mushrooms, but then he just starts talking about like, oh yeah, you guys, this is your first time in Alaska. Yeah, up the up here we do things different. I mean, you know, if you guys, if one of you guys piss me off, we're not afraid to stomp your head into a mud puddle and leave you there. <laughs> like, Jesus, he talked about like, yeah, there's lots of places to hide a body around here. Like, I'd probably just go out to this so and so creek and. <laughs> talking about killing us while we were (laughs) then he actually ended up being a really helpful guy he got us to where we were trying to go he probably uh, was just trying to scare you a little bit yeah he was because we were a couple of 22 year old no 21 year old uh yeah super naive dudes but (laughs) he helped us uh he knew the guy at the fish canning plant in seward and uh, put in a good word for us we didn't work there but yeah it was uh, hitchhiking was uh was a wild ride to say the least. I believe it. Uh, yeah. Alaska. But anyway, that was off point. That's the end of the episode. Roll credits. Uh, we're going to be right back with our awards for the week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We're going to give out some awards. We're going to start uh, the awards like we always do with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. Uh, I'd I'd say Coach had some, at least one good inspiring moment. Uh, yeah, this, this episode for sure. His uh, little speech to Jason Street, yep. um, was was solid. Uh, I mean, not too much in the way of football. No, not too much in the way of parenting. Um, so I mean, on the whole, maybe like a a, a light six. Yep, I think that's fair. 
I can't. Yeah. I mean, the, he had the dance thing going on with Tammy. I'm just trying to think of other, yeah. other context that coach was in this episode, but uh, I think a six is very appropriate because Jason needed that. And the house thing might have fallen through had coach not gave him that little pep talk. So uh, we'll give you six coach. Julie Taylor, hate meter. Like I said, I feel pretty positively towards Julie in this episode. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, I got to agree. I mean, when she is not being a jerk um, to Matt Saracen, we, um, we love to see it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has got to be like a negative three. I think so. I think so. I'm actually, I'm actually rooting for her and Matt at this point. So negative three is good. I might even just because we get it so um, infrequently, I might even bump us to a negative four because I I actually was really feeling it. Plus I have just, uh, I read some articles on Amy T garden this past week. And so I'm feeling positive about her as a person. So that might be coloring my judgment on Julie, but she seems like a delightful person. Amy, Come on the show. Come on the show. We're rooting for you. You know, this, this might be just the thing you need <laughs> to, to get things rolling. So uh, big, to our listeners, tweet at Amy Teagarden. Tell her yeah, to come on the show. Let, let her, let her know about the podcast. Yeah. Tag know? us and Amy Teagarden in the tweets and let's see what happens. Yeah. I, that'd be amazing. I honestly, I, I mean, there are, Obviously, bigger guests that we that that from Friday Night Lights that we could get, but I feel like Amy is my the one that I want the most that I feel like could potentially happen. Could happen, yeah. We're we're never gonna get Kyle Chandler, right? Like no. that'll never happen. Connie Britton, no, Ugh. not gonna happen. Brad Leland, I think we could maybe like get in touch with. Connie Britton and she'd be like, let me listen to an episode. And she just hears us <laughs> pouring <and> out. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not going to go on the show with those two pervs. <laughs> I feel like we're very respectful in our mm. love and attraction towards, we are towards Connie, but we yes, are. still uncomfortable. <laughs> so Amy, we love you. Uh, even though we yeah. hate Julie, big rig beer tally. You're better at this I than two. I am. Two. See, two I'm, both I'm, at different points in the party. Oh, duh. I, I, it's not even on my radar anymore. So thanks for covering that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, I'm always, I've got an eagle eye for those, those Tim Riggins <laughs> beers. Good deal. Thank you. Uh, so two on the Tim Riggins Big Rig beer tally. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Aw Shucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. I got to say the smile he gives Julie in the middle of the church service when he's thinking about what happened last night. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's pretty good. That was delightfully Matt. Buddy Garrity <laughs> sleazeball move of the week. No Buddy Garrity. This I don't week. think we saw a frame of Buddy Garrity this week. Do other, do we have that with other characters and we just don't notice it because we don't have an award dedicated to them. I, suppose I think like, so. I, th- I suppose like if we had a Herc award, like yeah. if there was an award for Herc, we would notice like, oh, no. Herc I, but Buddy Garrity has such a bigger presence over yes. the show than Herc. Even right. like, honestly, if you would have told me when we first started this, this journey 
if you were like, oh yeah, Herc is until at least season three, I'd be like, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, I feel like uh, early in season two, we were like, is this the last time we see Herc? It might <laughs> yeah. be. <laughs> yeah, I think we did say that. Yeah. Nope, he's still still hanging around. Uh, so no Buddy Garrity. Notable music cues. Did you have anything I on this episode? I did not have a single one written down. Let's, uh, I can check the IMDb. I wonder what song they were auditioning on for. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There is a release. notable one in the next episode that I won't get into. Yes, there's a uh, couple actually that I picked up on the next one. Oh, Scott Porter singing There's a Hole in My Bucket. That's, I think, the musical cue. <laughs> that, yeah, that happened. Okay, There's a Hole in My Bucket. Uh, notable music cue. Um, outdated pop culture reference of the week. Anything we need to cancel? I didn't notice anything. I didn't notice anything. Either. Maybe like the cell phone pictures. That's uh, true. Just the early cell phone cameras. Yep, was not a, was not a smartphone I think we've already established that the iPhone came out in 2008. So yeah, nobody, seven, 2007, but nobody, nobody would have yet. had one. Yeah. Um, the, maybe what needs to be canceled was, uh, Jason's joke about taking a perfectly livable house to something that a bum would refuse. Yeah. I feel like that probably wouldn't happen. Like that joke probably wouldn't be made today. Yeah. It's hard to say. You but generally don't use not. the word, use the term bum. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so nothing, nothing outrageous there. Quote of the episode. I guess the whole uh, Tim's tour of his Dylan. Yes. Like oh. that whole scene. Yeah. That's far and away. If you had to n- nail it down to one of the locations on his, on his tour, which, which one had the I best think, lines? I think in terms of, I got to break it down to uh, him describing the landing strip as <laughs> you are not ready for that yet, son. And when you are, you will know Yeah, is like very sage advice. However, the Lisa lives down that road was so unexpected <laughs> that it probably got a bigger laugh out of me. You'll know. <laughs> You'll know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, for the one that probably tickled me the most, uh, funny term, but the one that probably tickled me the most was when he when it's when he added after the Franz hamburgers, uh, where he says, "You see the kind of support we get out here." Yeah. <laughs> you can you can tell the kind of support we get. That would also I didn't even catch that one on the first view until we watched it uh, yeah. just now, and that that was yeah. So it's I I don't know. I mean, we've come up with three already that you can yeah. nail down. We yeah. haven't even gotten into. Uh, Toby, the two-time Iraq <laughs> Corvette, so. stolen valor, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But I'm fine with giving that that whole scene, though. Yeah, the quote of the we, episode, it yeah, deserves it. Has it. To be. Yep, it deserves it. Okay, uh, so the MVP of the episode, who is our most valuable character? And I mean, if only for that scene, Tim Riggins. <laughs> Uh, entertainment value, definitely the MVP. And honestly, yeah, I think even just on a personal level, like it's a Tim Riggins episode it, it, for it's sure. A Tim Riggins episode. Um, the only I do just going back to quote, I, this is not, uh, I mean, maybe a nominee, but definitely not a winner for quote of the episode. The only one that was, that made the IMDB page, yeah. uh, it's coach Taylor saying, 
you fell for the naked mile. Take it to your team there and put some clothes on. I'll give you a ride home. JD McCoy says, please don't tell my dad. Okay. <laughs> Eric Taylor says, son, I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> yeah. The naked mile. Yep, definitely goes to Tim's tour. Um, so, Tim Riggins, you are this week's MVP of the episode. Congratulations. Uh, what are we? What's our episode rating this week? I feel positively. This is a, this is a good episode. I got to yeah. say strong seven, light eight. I was, I was considering going eight. So, if you were let's also considering going eight, let's go with an let's eight. Let's do it. I like it. Okay, to wrap things up, what do we learn from this episode? What's our moral? What's our what's our takeaway? That when you're ready for the landing strip, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it right there. Absolutely. Uh, you're not ready, but when you are ready, you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> All right. Uh, man, good to be good to be back at it. Yes. Um, so the good news is, is that when we go down to Austin, we might've mentioned this before, but the landing strip is a real place. Oh, so we're going to have to at least, we're going to have to at least go there and then we're just going to have to feel it out. Are we ready for it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we'll know we'll, if we'll we know. are. And I think I know what our uh, significant others will say, whether we're ready for it or not, but really it's something yes. that comes, that comes from in your heart. <laughs> within, so, within. Yeah. yeah. So we just gotta, we just gotta go and find out. So, uh, Anthony enjoyed talking with you. Uh, yes. it was good to be back. Uh, it's, it's good to be with our listeners, um, from the West Indies again. Yes. Um, Thank you. As always, we always love hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Thanks everyone who listened. Please go on Twitter and let Amy T garden know that she should come yes, on reliving the lights. Show. We'll, uh, we'll do our best there. I, I think that's it. Yep. Okay, we'll see you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.